0: Hey y'all and welcome to Ain't No Such Thing, where we tell original southern horror stories. My name is Amanda, and I've got a good one for you tonight. The Men of Pinewood Lane When we think of Florida, we most often think of the beautiful beachline coasts, or the thick and humid swamps. One is the idyllic, while the other is savage. And in this day and age, they're both manifestations of our dreams of safe adventures and simple relaxation. But there is another part of Florida, known to those who live here yet overlooked by tourists seeking respite. It is the interior, a land of tall forests, sparsely dotted with pine woods and flat places with low shrubbery and sandy soil. The woodlands and their spirits cling to the old energies, nursed by ancient waters, and thrive in the quiet as they always have. They ignore the urban development of coastal cities. They are as they always have been, in their calm normalcy that allows us to live our lives in the comfort of rhythmic sameness and simple expectation. It is along Pinewood Lane, a minimally traveled two-lane road through one of these forests, that Daryl Osborne discovers a blemish in his routine. It starts with a man walking along the side of the road. The man appears healthy at first glance. His clothes are baggy and dirty at the ankles and knees. His shoes, brown loafers, are scuffed and coated in mud. His beard is short and unkempt. His brown hair flops loosely over his ears. By Daryl's estimation, the man is down on his luck. Daryl creates this man's life story in his mind. He attributes his misfortune to perhaps alcoholism, or simply the bad turn of the economy. The man on the side of the road walks north every day toward an area that is not quite large enough to call a town, but has some signs of industry and employment opportunity. Daryl knows there's a gas station there, as well as an occasionally occupied mechanic shop, a riverfront where old men like to fish, and an apiary buzzing with growth. He assumes that the man on the side of the road works as a day-laborer, then returns home to a dilapidated mobile home and perhaps a slightly underfed dog. For weeks, Daryl drives down Pinewood Lane, his gray eyes barely acknowledging the tall trees rising up all around him. The man on the side of the road becomes a part of the landscape, easily ignored and forgotten as Daryl rolls past. He has his own job to get to, with a nice office and attractive co-workers, and accepts the man on the side of the road as an insignificant part of his journey. To the man on the side of the road, Darrell is equally as insignificant. In truth, with each passing day, there is less and less significance to his life at all. He does not even remember his name. He only has purpose. He is there to walk his path. He is there to seek the flowers and the plants, to find the pollen, and to spread it from one place to another. He is a busy bee. He sleeps in a garden of wildflowers, nourishing himself and losing himself, his thoughts foreign and thick. He is bothered by no one. Those who once lived here have already joined the mind and lost the flesh. The man on the side of the road is the last of those who were. All that remains is those who are. Thoughts buzz through the molasses of the man on the side of the road's innards, shaping compulsion more so than words. It is a singular urge, more. There, ground vibrates as the man on the side of the road continues his march. A vehicle speeds across worn pavement Desire drips from inside the man on the side of the road. His mouth is wet, his ears ooze, and his nose dribbles. He steps onto the asphalt. Daryl brakes hard, his tires squealing in screams of friction. His car comes to a halt in the wrong lane and facing in the wrong direction. There are no other signs of traffic, so Daryl steps out from his vehicle. He slams the door impatiently, his eyes narrowed. He's prepared for a fight, but the man standing in the road simply looks at him. Daryl's steel gaze is met with impenetrable amber. There is a crust coating the man standing in the road's eyelashes. It's not as thick as the caking goo plugging his nostrils, nor does it glisten like the fluid dripping from his ears. The man standing in the road parts his parched lips. Inside his mouth, Daryl imagines the movement of a thousand feet, flitting this way and that. Darrell seeks his own fleeing vocabulary. Words still exist within his mind, but none of them adequate to the task at hand. The man standing in the road is ill, beholden to a contagion that Daryl can see but cannot quantify. He is repulsed, but is not lacking sympathy. You need to go to the hospital. Daryl musters, breaking the ambient cries of daytime insects with his scratchy voice. Darrell does not move to touch the other man, nor does he offer a ride in his car. The man standing in the road returns to the side, and the roadside path he has worn down for many weeks. Daryl watches him walk, relieved that the thin offer of assistance was ignored. He ignores the man on the side of the road's shuffling gait, where each step comes lower than the last. Daryl only wants to see the man on the side of the road disappear toward the imitation town so that he can drive away with a guilt-free conscience and go back to the sameness of his days. He does not turn away quickly enough to avoid seeing the man on the side of the road collapse into the grass. The fall is slow and fluttering, like a balloon deflating. It is a wet fall, slopping and sloshing in slow motion as skin relaxes and stretches, Barely holding on to the man shape it inhabits. Darrell does not reach out for the fallen body. It smells too sweet, its flesh too sticky. Darrell looks longingly toward his car. The screaming cicadas don't quite drown out the sound of those final gurgling breaths as pockets of air slip away from the flesh. There is movement within the corpse. A parasite of the unclean, Darrell tells himself. He is rational. He is caring. He will not touch the body. He will get help. He will find someone else to deal with this problem. Yet, the gas station is unmanned. A single curved pump sits by a small enclosed stand. The machine is newer with a glistening credit card reader offering to take your money and perhaps your account information as well. A dust-covered chair sits in the stand unoccupied. A handwritten sign on the window helpfully suggests that you prepay to activate the pump. Daryl considers abandoning any sense of his own inherent goodness and returning to his car. He is certain that the man on the ground is already dead. The harm has already been done, but movement in the distance catches his eye. Red, blue, yellow. Shirts and hats, jeans and boots belonging to men and women at work in a stretch of open land tend to their duties. It is only when his gaze falls upon the man all in white, including a hat and a veil, that Darrell recognizes the land as the apiary. Bees buzz around their wooden box homes, flitting around the men and women working among them. Darrell opens his mouth to call out, even as the beekeeper in white turns to him. Burning pain sears across Darrell's tongue. He bites down, Teeth grinding and crunching against the insect at his tongue. The other workers, the men and women who bore no beekeeping vestments, twitch in response. It is a shiver that runs through them like the wind through a meadow. The beekeeper in white smiles, revealing a mouthful of sugar rotten teeth. Daryl runs. The beekeeper and his workers do not give chase. There is no need. The man on the side of the road is a corpse, collapsed in on itself, a thing of wax and honey, vibrating with the movements of bees abandoning one home and preparing to move to another. They smell Daryl as he runs past. They follow. You've been listening to Ain't No Such Thing, The Men of Pinewood Lane, written by Erica Heflin narrated and produced by Amanda Rachels. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more of Ain't No Such Thing, well, you need to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We hope that you all are staying safe and enjoying your summer, and we look forward to providing you with more original stories and some deep dives on legends. Be sure you come to visit us in our Facebook group at facebook.com groups slash Ain't No Such Thing, and also check us out on Patreon. There'll be some interesting new content there in the coming weeks. Thanks again for listening, and I'm going to be back with another one for you real soon.